Well, that's what Vivek said. He said there are two people on stage with three-inch heels. <laughs> wow, he was throwing bombs, wasn't he? Dang. He started by Dang. demanding that Tucker the, uh, the Republican <laughs> yeah. uh, National Committee chairman come up on stage and resign, <laughs> and then saying Tucker and Elon and Rogan. Joe Ro- Rogan, yeah, should be, which is kind of true. He likes to beat up on the women, go after all the women. You think he is? He think he's anti-women? Goes after the RNC chair, goes after the female moderator, not Lester Holt, goes he, after Nikki Haley. Do you go after any dudes? No. I mean, did you watch it? No. That's he what I said. I didn't Santa's watch it. With the, with the lifts. Well, everyone does. I mean, did you see him walk? I didn't. He's got lifts in his boots. That's been the whole thing for, like, months. No, I know. I People are breaking it down. Like, I, literally, I didn't say he didn't. Everybody on, like, social media is literally breaking down you know, the man's but, walk. Yeah. But Vivek I did like go it. after him for that. I mean, last night he's, he he's punching down at all the women. If you watch the really? debate, yes. Well, isn't so? Isn't like DeSantis? Wait, 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 wait. Why do you think it's punching down? Oh, because it is. How's when you the... go after Lester Holt, uh, the the woman sitting next to Lester Holt, but not Lester Holt, you're going after the RNC chair of the woman. You're clearly going after Nikki Haley more than anybody else. Why do you think it's punching down and not punching up? Because you're a man. Oh. There's That's very Cole. revealing. There you go, Cole. You're on your game today. Get it out. Not of really. Get him. Out, get it it's out. It's true. Of you feel you're above well, all women, I guess. Yeah. You look down upon. Not them. at all. I just. Down I don't think that's tough. I don't think that's tough to go after all the women on stage. Who's coming? I think, think it's. Un- I don't think it's untough. I don't think it's untough. They're there. Okay, so I mean, if he has a problem, he hates women. Okay, let your hold sitting right there. It's not untough to go after your opponent, Nikki Haley, who's actually polling pretty well. You notice I mentioned two other women. Yeah, he went after one of the moderators, but who not he also, who he also and not de- Hugh Hewitt. He also demanded that she was in particular pushing the Russian hoax. But NBC News overall wasn't? I don't know. I didn't say it. He did. You're just saying it had to be because of their gender. I'm just saying if you watch a debate, which I did. I don't pay attention to gender. He's clearly going after all the women. I'm, I'm non-binary. Maybe he's flirting. That's right. Hey, his wife is very attractive. Yeah. So he was, you think he was a little too much? Oh, I mean, he was fine. I'm just saying, okay. when I watched the debate for two hours, it seemed like he was going after all the women I think, in last night's debate. I think he made a decision, I'm going to have to start throwing bombs yeah. or I have no shot. I don't know if he was going after women, but he was throwing Did you bombs. Watch it? We'll see. Yeah, I told you. I the whole thing? No, when I got back from my son's practice, that's where I was able to pick it up and watch a little of it. I thought... Uh, Tim Scott was awful, even though I like that guy. I think he's a good guy. He's just not a great orator. And I thought Chris Christie tried. I just, I just, I can't stand him. At this I, point, I can't stand why are they still doing it if know. Trump's not there? You know? Yeah. Because I have to. Wouldn't that Do they? be something? The governor and his family had one stretch of State Beach all to themselves, though it was close to everyone else. If you had, do they have to do the debates. Yeah, haven't they canceled them in past years? They had to because I think one, I think the Republicans have to get their ducks in a row in case one of these many litigations against Trump sticks. And two, if you're one of the candidates, it's free. It's a free opportunity to be in front of millions of people. Well, yeah, so that's why they're doing it. I know, but I don't think you have to do it at this point. Like I understood. Okay, we know these people. You did a couple without Trump. I think we all thought Trump was eventually going to jump in there, which I think I understand why Trump isn't. But to do four, are they going to do they're doing at least one more to do all these debates without the nominee, I think, is odd at this point. 
And we all know Trump's going to be the nominee. I would like to see Trump and the, the last person standing, right, one-on-one. He might do that then. I agree. There's, if I'm Trump, I'm not jumping in Who there. Who stuck out for you, Charlie? Anything else? Anybody else punch down or up or sideways? Punch down. Anybody kick anybody? Sideways. Who made I dinner just... at your house last night? Who what? Who made dinner at your house last night? What was last night? Last night, my wife went to this meeting for our school. Last night was kind of a hodgepodge dinner. She usually makes dinner, but she's fantastic. She's absolutely fantastic <laughs> as a cook. But she can do it all. Yeah, she can cook, she can clean, she can do it all. No, she's very successful, professional woman also. Um, so the opposite of what she said. <laughs> um, I don't know. I love, like, I really like... I like Ron DeSantis and what he does as a governor. I think he's fantastic. I can't stop watching him as a candidate because he's such a robot. Very, and very honestly, so. I've said this a million times. Like, if Ron DeSantis was the president, I would be fine with it. He's just like a guy who can get things done. He clearly was very popular in Florida. He goes from basically barely winning his gubernatorial seat to a landslide. So that shows me people in Florida liked what he was doing. And that's not just Republicans. That's people in the middle. That's Democrats. Like, he's a really good, arguably the best governor in the United States of America. But when you watch him, he's just a robot. He's, Would you, he's not authentic as a candidate. Did you watch the, the podcast with uh, Patrick Bet David finally after, after months of him begging I to come know. on? And like I said, I think he would be a fine president. He's just... He comes across as inauthentic. Would you vote for him over, let's say, Gavin Newsom? I mean, I'm a Democrat. Would you vote for a Democrat? Um, oh, right now, probably not. I mean, Republicans <laughs> usually vote for Republicans. No, I'm just Democrats asking. usually vote good. for Democrats. I'm just asking. Just asking. Over Gavin Newsom? I mean, Gav, the, the point on. is more so I wouldn't really care who wins and loses. Like, I've, I'm 41 years old. There's been half of my life or more Republican presidents. It's been fine. Like, I'm yeah. fine. We go back and forth, Democrat, Republican. I, I really don't care. It's fun to talk about. I just find it funny watching the mannerisms of Ron DeSantis because he's clearly not comfortable on the stage. Like, the things he does yeah. with his mouth and that everybody kind of hones in on, it's true because you can just tell he's never comfortable well, doing what he's doing. He's off balance because of the high heels. He thinks he's going to roll his ankle or something. What but even he? that, like, <laughs> come on. You don't need to do that. Nobody cares. No. You're going to be taller than Nikki Haley anyway. But it's a bigger thing when you wear the boots and it becomes this thing on social media where everybody's talking. I mean, if you looked last night, because I like to go on Google Trends or I like to search Twitter to see what's trending. One of them was Bootgate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bootgate. <laughs> Think about it. Like, you're one of the best politicians in America. You have really good policies that worked in Florida, clearly. And when people search your name, everything that comes up. Is, is this dude wearing high heels? I think Ron DeSantis is a really good governor. I've said that for years. He just said that. Heck yeah. Uh, hey, I want to get those shoes, though, that uh, kind of make you, I think, two inches taller. No, they look weird. Not really. I mean, no. He his, can't walk with no, them. No, 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 no. Not his. They're shoes. We talked about this before. You don't need them. But they're <laughs> shoes, Jimmy. They they're, they look just like these, but they have two inches on you. No, but that that's what he wears. And he's been caught because when he sits and you press down, I mean, this has been, like Charlie said, it's been going on. For a long time, his opponents or people who don't like him focus on that, and they've taken pictures where it's clear, like the boot just doesn't even fit his foot right. He can't walk. And yeah, so I mean, just ditch the boots. One of the other things that struck me, 
um, is that Vivek, I hope I'm saying it right. I mean, he's a little fireball. Vivek. He's a little fireball. He said, we all know that Joe Biden isn't running. Stop this nonsense and just say who's running if you're the Dem. Be honest with the American people. And that's like everything that they said last night. I've been saying for months, it ain't Biden. There's no way they're going to run Biden again. I think as we get closer, it's clear he's probably not up to it. I'm, I'm not even killing him. Even Democrats are saying that. I wonder when Michelle and Obama— And so he said. called out the Democrats, though. Yeah. He called them out and said, he said, he said Michelle or Gavin Newsom. Yeah. When are they going to do when that? When is Michelle going to start I was thinking about that. I think it's going to be the people—look at the people who are kind of already running. Who is it? It's Gavin Newsom and it's Gretchen Whitmer. They're kind of doing shadow campaigns. I think what's going to happen is, think about the timing of it. You can't be lame duck for super long. I agree. I don't think he's going to run. If, if he does, I'll be extremely disappointed. And I would think the holidays. I think the holidays, you're going to start to hear something maybe come out between Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. Maybe the calendar turns and all of a sudden, boom, you got the, the nine months for the Democrats to do whatever the hell they're going to do. I remember. I just want to close with one message to the Democrat Party. End this farce that Joe Biden is going to be your nominee. We know he's not even the president of the United States. He's a puppet for the managerial class. So have the guts to step up and be honest about who you're actually going to put up so we can have an honest debate. Biden should step aside, end his candidacy now so we can see whether it's Newsom or Michelle Obama or whoever else. Just tell us the truth so we can have an honest debate. I'm Lester Holt. And I said said on TMA that I thought Michelle Obama would eventually be the nominee. For, I mean, years ago. Cause, powerful. Because not just powerful, popular. Yeah. Like if you're, if you're a political party, you want someone that starts with n- no negatives and yeah, a lot of positives. You know, like Trump, whether you love him or hate him, you could be the biggest Trumper in the world. His negatives, uh, maybe, oh, nah. you, maybe no one could overcome that. God. So now you have someone on the other side of the coin who starts with all these positives. Yeah. You think it's a better path. I know. Then someone like like Gavin, who's got some baggage, uh, you know, of his yep. own. I'm surprised she hasn't just kind of been around a little bit more. Well, what if she doesn't want to do it? I don't, that's why. Probably if you're her, not. would you want to do that? Uh, I think she. I think she likes it. I think she likes the power, likes the attention. But has she like since leaving? I know they do some podcasts. I I don't see her anywhere. Not anymore. I don't see her on shows. I don't Not see anymore. her on podcast. Like Hillary's the one that. Yeah. I mean, Hillary's never stopped. Yeah. Hillary goes on every bombs. show, and she has since 2016. Which, to me, I mean, I feel like Michelle kind of like she does kid shows on Netflix. Well, she was she was she was doing a lot of stuff about seven eight months ago. I felt like it stopped, and then I haven't seen her in a long time. And I was just waiting like, for her to. But, her head back up but barack has been very visible yeah. lately AI making stuff. you one or two like usually there's a reason when people jump mm-hmm. in i don't know if it's to pave the way i was wondering why we're seeing more of him on social media on interviews yeah like he's, he's making kind of weighing in a lot yep but they always both of those two have since what since 16 they've always campaigned for people so whenever there's a Whenever there's a campaign and they, they think, again, I'm not saying this is always correct because it didn't work in Florida, but if they're going to send the, the Democrat quote-unquote rock stars to try to help a local candidate, you know, Barack and Michelle go down to the rally in whatever state. 
Like, that's been going on yeah, since 16. He was kind of weighing in, and it was in the context of an interview about what's going on uh, with uh, Israel and Hamas. And it, I don't know. I've seen a lot of that lately weighing in on certain issues. So I thought maybe there's something going on there. But the bottom line is I think Biden, there's no way he's a candidate. I've been saying that for literally months now. I don't know. Though. Like, I hope you're right. But, God, I just feel like, what if he does run? <laughs> he ain't running nowhere. Do you think he's going to win? Wa- he's going to walk. The Democratic nominee? Oh, he'll 100% win the nomination. I don't know much about How Gavin How could he not? Newsom. Well, I don't know much about Gavin Newsom. I don't know. Right now, the only other Democratic candidate is, is a guy no one knows who he is. Who's, who's if you watch him, really likable. Did What's you watch him on uh, uh, Phillips? He's a guy from Minnesota. He did real time the other day. So I watched that and uh, came across very likable. Really? He basically said, like, look, we're going to lose. He's like, I'm not even mad at Joe Biden. We're just, we're going to lose. He goes, he's a congressman. He goes, Bill, and we could play clips if you, if you find him. He goes, we, every congressperson in, in Washington, D.C., we talk about this every day. Why is this dude our nominee? He's like, that's all we talk about. He goes, nobody will say it publicly. He's like, that's all that we talk about in Washington, D.C. He's like, you have to have somebody else. People are saying it publicly. There was uh, a big um, editorial in the New York Times. Bill Kristol, who's now sort of, you know, Mr. Democrat, uh, called for Biden. He said it's time for him. Is There's he a, 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 lot of, a politician right now? Who, Bill, Bill Kristol? Mm-hmm. Bill, you don't know who that is? Is he still a politician? No. Okay. I'm saying this gentleman was saying... Members of Congress, this is all they talk about, is that they can't have Biden. And he said they're all afraid to say it or afraid to run against him. Well, you make him more of a lame duck if you do that. I get that. And so and, and it was a good interview. You, you, people should watch it. And so Bill's chirping him like he goes, dude, I've never heard of you. And the guy goes, yeah, you and 300 other Americans. He goes, I don't even want to do this. He goes, do you think I just ran? He goes, I, I called everyone else that I wanted to do this. He goes, somebody has to run. He's like, what are you talking about? And he brought up Gretchen Whitmer. He said, these people have a much bigger profile than me. He's like, I want them to do it. Yeah. He goes, none of them will do it. So somebody has to, so it's going to be me. How and if he? I end up. He's probably like 45. Yeah, he looks he he's, looks he's really likable if you watch him. And if I can raise my own profile. Maybe get some campaign donations that I can keep the leftovers and maybe get a, a nice lake house. Beautiful. It really, though, I, I'm sure that's kind of the motive for all of them. It really didn't feel like that at all. No, I don't know him. I'm he sure. looks like DeSantis a little bit. He's a funny guy. I mean, he was Without taking jokes. Boots. He was giving jokes back. But there is no, there is no at this point, Cole, there's really no real primary going on in the Democratic Party, which is kind of standard procedure if you're the party in power and by right? the way not to i'm not trying to get into this debate but if you watch vivek and what really set him off at the beginning and it was a great soundbite when he goes we're losers he's like i'm tired of losing and he brought up the night before where again you had these democrat victories but let's be real these are all because of abortion and if you're a republican are you willing to continue to lose on that one issue if the rest of the country is with you on on a lot of your other issues? Yeah. Like, that's something where you really have to kind of look in the mirror and say, the country, whether you agree or disagree, is not the point. It's where the country is. When you're losing in Ohio and Kansas, red states on this issue, 
I think you have to realize, like, if I'm a Republican and I have all these great ideas and I could help the country, whether it's, I mean, people are with Republicans more on crime, immigration, economy, the economy, huge things. Are you willing to, to lose all these elections based on this one issue where clearly, whether you agree or disagree, you are on the wrong side of where the public is? They also need to refine their message on that, too. That's um, not what it's about, it's though. It's terrible. No, it's they terrible. keep— it's terrible. I'm sorry. Like, that's the worst excuse ever. It's no. not about the message. If you look it's at about polling on policy. abortion, it's not, a, it's, it's not even—yeah, listen. No, what, it's 62%. What, what the Supreme Court did was they said it's up to the states. I, some of the candidates talked about it. Maybe that's where it should be. So let the states decide. But that's not the point. We're talking Everybody, about a presidential campaign. You don't even— no. You don't even have to take a drastic stance. We leave it up to the states. That way the people vote, not just some impaneled you know, group of judges. I agree with you, except for you know that's, that's what Democrats are going to run on. They already, there's already this debate about a six-week versus a 15-week, whatever it is. Versus full term, right? Well, it's mostly about exceptions. In Ohio, isn't it like you can get abortion up to nine months or something? Yes, but it's about having exceptions. When, when folks say— it's about messaging. That's not what it's about. In the state of Missouri, you literally can't get one at all. There's no exceptions for even rape and incest. Think that's, about that. That's point. That's not messaging. That's that, policy. And that, to me, that's crazy. It, there should be exceptions. By the same token, you shouldn't, in, in my opinion, so it's somewhere and it's not a big issue for me. But to say it never happens nine months, but the law says you can have one when you have an abortion nine months. There's middle ground. Of course, there should be exceptions. Of course, if it's rape, incest, or, or the mother's life is in, I, I mean, that's, to me, just basic common decency. But by the same token, you shouldn't be able to have an abortion when you're at nine months either, which is the law in some states. So you can point to that or that, but there's always somewhere in the middle. And if nobody's doing course. it, then who does it hurt if you put the law in place? What's the percentage of that that happens? Do you know? Based on the census. That's, that's what people, then why is it in law? Because it's for health. Why does it have to be in because law? Because it's for health of the mother. That's the only. That's literally the no, only no, no, time no, no, that no. happens. Cat, what if you, yes. No. What if you know you, the statistics on on when abortions it, happen in a trimester? Let me ask you. No, okay. did you I, know? I'm, no, I'm trying. That's, I'm, that's I can of, tell you. You're talking about some over here. No, I'm not. I'm yes, literally you giving you the context. I'm. Ge- I'm. I'm Nine, saying this is over based here. on the census. Ninety-three percent of abortions happen in the first trimester. Six percent happen in the second trimester. Okay, then why is it one percent? Happen in the third trimester, which is almost always because of health of the mother and a non-viable pregnancy. The things you're talking about happens at a statistical zero. Then, okay, th- again, th- those stats I didn't dispute not, them. Are, you're bringing them up where I never disputed them. Well, you keep what bringing I'm saying, up nine months. Well, what I'm that's a boogeyman. No, no, it's a boogeyman because what I'm. No, you're wrong. What I'm saying no, is I'm not. looking forward at the issue. You have the exceptions, okay? You have the exceptions. You're allowed to get an abortion. I'm trying to figure out a solution. Okay, so you have the exceptions. You can get an abortion when the mother's life is at risk, health, ri- uh, uh, rape, incest, so all those that. are in there. But then you don't have to have nine months, correct? Sure. Okay, then that's where we agree. Yes. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. It doesn't have to be nine months. Exceptions, I never disputed whether or not the exceptions, in my opinion at least, should be in there. But also, if you have the exceptions in place— there's no need to have nine months abortion. So, Agreed. again, all I, my only point before we started talking stats was the solution, like it generally is, is somewhere in the middle. Right. But the That's idea, no, because, you know, this is a talking point. The talking I mean, point is, yes, when you bring up nine-month 
abortions. It's it's this idea that Democrats are ripping babies from full pregnant mothers, which happens at statistical zero. The the stats I cited are from the census, the last census, twenty twenty. That is a talking point. Oh, they're ripping babies from nine month pregnant mothers. Well, what does that, that have to do with what I said? Always about health of the mother and non viable pregnancies. What does that have to do with what we were just? We we're trying to figure out a way because that, you went that to that seems... pretty quickly, well, and that happens all the time on the right. Okay, so you appease those people by saying, I'm just trying to figure out something that works, where, like, I think it was Nikki Haley actually said it. So you shouldn't hate someone for their views. So you work consensus, you try to find a middle ground. And all I'm saying is middle ground seems to be exceptions in there and no nine months. That way you're, you're appeasing everybody. Okay, I agree with you. Then, then there's no need to keep arguing. We agree. Well, hold on. Here. But that's not— There we go. But that's Look not that. the point. Look at that. The, the idea on the right that it's about messaging is completely false. Because if, if there was something reasonable, the country would agree on that. Like 60 to 70 percent would agree on something like Europe has, which is like a 15-week type ban with the exceptions. America would agree on that. My point is, it's not about messaging at all. It's about the fact that in these states like Missouri, there are no exceptions at all. And women know that. They've seen the laws. It's not about messaging whatsoever. These policies are in place in these states that you can't get an abortion at all with no exceptions. The laws are in place. Didn't we just address, I mean, I, I, you're, you're preaching to the choir here on that. I don't, no, I'm saying it's not about messaging. weird. And everything gets demagogued. Everything in a, in, a, in a political campaign gets demagogued. I always say, don't say gay. You can't vote for DeSantis because he, 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 he authored the don't. Everything gets but mislabeled. But we don't have to do that. Everything. Well, that's what we're not. We're not. But you brought up the nine-month thing, which, again, happens at statistical okay, zero. so here's what you're saying. You're saying if you're coming up with your solution to find middle ground, don't say nine months. You're not allowed to say it, even though some people are concerned about that, whether or not there's a statistical basis for it. You're saying I shouldn't be allowed to say it. I'm saying we should talk about the actual facts of the issue. Well, I did. Well, I, I gave did. you the numbers. I did. I gave you, I gave you a middle ground solution where you're— you're making people from the left happy, people from the right. No perfect solution, but you're reaching a lot of people with a solution like that that I think a lot of people would be on board with. 100%. But okay, the point that's is, all I'm saying. But the point is, no, it's not about messaging. Okay, it's I about won't say laws. nine months again. We're, 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 we're blocked from saying that. No, I think you should have the fact. <laughs> because that's a boogeyman. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I wish it were that easy, though. Yeah, it's that's... It's a good debate, man. I, mean, I honestly think it probably debate. is better handled at a state level anyway. I really do. I, I mean, I, I think people should be able to vote on it. So do you agree with Missouri's law on that then? No. So doesn't that contradict what you just said? That's not – I didn't vote for it. I'm, you know, not, like, I'm not blaming I, you. I, it's, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's Sometimes things – there's a lot of things I don't agree with that are, that are going on. But elections have consequences, but it's up to the, the will of the people. Sometimes you get what you want, sometimes you don't. But, I, I mean, to, for you to ask me if I agree with it, when I've said 17 times, is kind of what you accuse, is kind of what you accused Republicans with the uh, thing we're not allowed to say nine months. I told you, I'm, I'm for those exceptions. 
I said it like four times, and you just asked me about it again. It's not about not saying. Sometimes no, things it's get about, voted into place that you don't agree with. That wasn't based on voting. That was based on overturning a Supreme Court. The Supreme Court overturned a decision. That wasn't about an election. Now you're seeing the elections are going the other way on that because the people are voting. Good. This all started with, again— Good. I don't even really care that much, except for if I'm a Republican, do you still want to potentially lose when you should be winning? Even Democrats will tell you, you should be winning right now. You should have won in 2022. Are you, are you willing to give up all of your other policy platforms? And I get it. Like, if you're super pro-life, I get it. No one likes abortion. All right? No one, no one wants no one's like, hey, I'm celebrating abortion. It's oh, a very uh, horrible. Michelle, Michelle Williams of the Golden Globes. But it's, it's a horrible. People. Michelle Williams of the Golden Globes. <laughs> okay, that's true. Crazy. It's a horrible decision. Yeah. It's a horrible decision. <laughs> cool. And there's, look, it's a, it's a horrible decision for a woman. And some of these women are put in horrible positions. My point is that if you're a Republican, you should have won in 2022. You should win in 2024. Everything is set up for you guys to win in 2024. Inflation is high. Joe Biden is super unpopular. And I'm just saying... I like him. Okay, but I'm saying, (laughs) if I'm a Republican, I would be pissed if I lost again in 2024 based on this one issue when the the country is with you on so many of your other issues. There's a a lot of Republicans that don't have like a hard, uh, hardcore pro-life agenda. They're more moderate ones. It depends... I agree that abortion is a problem for Republicans, but that's part of its messaging. You can't totally ditch whatever you believe, but I would think if you have a policy that's more in line with a moderate view where it encompasses what a lot of people think about, like we just said, you said you agree with what I was saying, something more, maybe that would, maybe that would be more appealing to the masses. And then this what I, what I was actually arguing about is, to me, it's not at all about messaging. It's about the fact that in these states, you can't get one at all with no exceptions. That has nothing to do with messaging. I think, by the way, Democrats do lots of things very stupid, by the way. And I can could, I could name 10 of them. But this is name what Republicans— Give me a second. I'll, uh, crime, immigration. Immigration is by far the Democrats' worst, yeah. worst issue. I don't even understand it. I don't understand it. I think Vivek said last night to build a wall up north, too. He said, build a wall down south, and then, we, <laughs> yeah. and then while we're at it, yeah. when we finish that one, go yeah, up north and too. build one, I too. I saw a clip of that, too. Yeah, the, the north is wide open, too. It just doesn't get the attention. It doesn't have the same traffic, either. The Raptors are going to have to play in Buffalo now. Get into Canada. I'll tell you that. Try so, to get into Canada. They're going to look in your you car. You like that Toronto airport? Oh, hell no. Nah. Pain in the ass. <laughs> That's why I've been saying all along, Republican, Democrat, if you had a moderate, I don't care what party, but one who was charismatic, a real moderate, not one who's posing as a moderate, but someone who's more in the middle, <laughs> but is charismatic, they would have a shot. And by the way, Wombat. Hey, the only reason I'm bringing up the abortion thing is because clearly, like this is all, by the way, this is all the Democrats have. Yeah. It's all they have. I know. What else do the Democrats, okay, you get health care and whatnot, but for, for big issues... The last couple years, this is the only thing that Democrats have. And I just think if you're a Republican and you're going to lose all these other elections based on that, I would be pissed if I was a Republican. I get that. And, and you know who's in the middle on this? Trump. Trump is in the middle on this issue. 
And this is what He's always a cheap choker. No, mm-hmm. Trump gets destroyed by people on the right. Trump gets destroyed by people on the right for going, yeah, let's let's compromise. He says, let's do something like Europe, whatever it is. You know, we can negotiate it. It can be 15 weeks. That's, no, but that's he's Putin's puppet. That's a compromise. And people on the right crush him. Trump is the one that's actually very, very reasonable on this issue. But Trump also gets it. He does. So you sound like a Trumper. I think you like Trump, and I'm getting uncomfortable. Oh, I've said that Trump was a good president. And by the way, Trump was a Democrat his whole life. I know. Do you really think Donald Trump is pro-life? No. The dude's raw dog and porn star as a seven-year-old. You think Donald Trump is pro-life? Probably not. Come on. No. Trump it's fine, but he's reasonable. But Herschel Walker is. is I know you're not going to agree with this, but I honestly believe if Trump was president, there wouldn't be— I don't think Russia would have gone into Ukraine. I don't think the Middle East would have erupted like this. That's I, a fair argument. I, I honestly think, I think, you know, the, oh, with, with the Russian collusion, they love, I don't think, I think Putin was more scared of Trump. I Look, the world is on fire right now. We could debate whether it is. It is. And they look at our leader, and he has trouble getting on and off a of stage. That might not mean some to us. We understand that, you know, he, he's still there for the most part. But the rest of the world sees weakness. I think with Trump, yes, he might be fatter. He likes a, a Big Mac or whatever. He likes women. I think he was viewed differently with a note of caution by the rest of the world, which I think is a good thing. I agree with you on that. However, if you're going to point to the things that I think actually most reasonable people— and look, everybody, there are people that just hate Republicans and Democrats no matter what. And I don't know how much credit Joe Biden should actually get because he's literally just kind of responding to attacks and helping fund our allies. But it seems like that is one thing that people at least say, okay, he's, he's doing the right thing and helping our allies. I'm talking about the swath of 60%. Of course, there are a lot of people that don't like Ukraine. We'll see what happens with Israel as this Why'd you say it like along. that? Because that's another thing I find. Well, no, I find I find it funny how some people view helping our allies of Israel and Ukraine differently and attack one but not the other. I've said all along I'm fine with um, funding and helping both of them. I just find it funny politically how some people attack one and not the other. And that's what I hate the most about politics, which is not I don't care if you're a Republican. I don't care if you're a conservative. I married a conservative. I care about hypocrisy. Why are you putting your wife's business out there? Come on. Because I'm saying, like, I know. I, I, I don't care if you're a Republican. I hate people that they go after the other side for the same thing their side's doing, and they apologize when their side does it. All I, I want is just, like, I just want consistency. My side is the American people. My side is Missouri. Yes. But I've said all along, all along, that I give Biden credit for navigating a very difficult situation to this point. Now it's blown up on him. I, and I also said way back when, when, when Russia went in, I don't think it would have happened under Trump. That doesn't mean that Biden did anything wrong. I think there's a perception of weakness that Putin smells blood. Okay, But I do think the difference with funding Israel and Ukraine, I think Israel, from a strategy standpoint, from a strategic ally, is very important to the United States. And not Ukraine? I, I also said, well, no, to me, not On as On the doorstep important. of Russia? Let, let me finish. I'm for funding Ukraine. But this seemed to be an endless war um, with a, a, a country where 
I mean, you, I'm not trying to kill them, but they've they've had more corruption in that country than it. Oh, I just want to see. That out. I just want to see. I just want to make sure. Like, look, I know it's a talking point now, but it's true. We don't need to spend our money to shore up their pensions and stuff. We have enough, pro- and that's true. Like I've vetted that. Our money goes to make sure that their aristocrats over there, their pensions are sure. Where in this country, we have our own economic problems. I think we're giving too much. Give them weapons. Give them some financial support. It should never go to someone another country's pensions. Are you kidding me? We also have <laughs> we also have money in this country that I'd be fine to send to Ukraine if we could shore up our own borders and not keep having to pay you know, to, to make sure that the folks coming into this country legally are taken care of. There's a way to do all of it. I'm just saying when we send to Ukraine, let's make sure it goes to their war effort. Let's make sure it's not slipping away in somebody's pockets. And let's also talk diplomacy. Like, let's see if there's a way out of this diplomatically where it can stop. Same thing in Israel. I think the sticking point with Israel is there's 200 plus hostages you can't negotiate with someone while they're holding hostages. Those are the two big differences. I'm not blindly saying don't fund Ukraine. I've never said that. Do it carefully. And by the way, we are funding. Hey, Jimmy, we're funding Ukraine's government. Here, here's the thing, though. We're, get, we're going to get all that money back. We're, we're already buying all their farmland. This is what we do, by the way, our companies. We destroy the company. The, we destroy the country. And we use our money to destroy the the country with all of our military might, then we rebuild the country. We're getting, we're going to get all this Ukraine money back. We're going to get every unbid contract to rebuild Ukraine. I hope for so. next. I promise you, that's what happens. What Vivek say? You want to play that? Is it yeah. too long? Good. That's what happens in all Ukraine these countries. Ukraine is not a paragon of democracy. This is a country that has banned 11 opposition parties. It has consolidated all media into one state TV media arm. That's not democratic. It has threatened not to hold elections this year unless the U.S. forks over more money. That is not democratic. It has celebrated a Nazi in its ranks, the comedian in cargo pants, a man called Zelensky, doing it in their own ranks. That is not democratic. More facts for you that you won't hear from the mainstream in either party or the mainstream media. The regions of Ukraine that are occupied by Russia right now in the Donbass, Luhansk, Donetsk, these are Russian-speaking regions that have not even been part of Ukraine since 2014, that other people probably couldn't name those provinces for you. Those are the hard facts. And so to frame this as some kind of battle between good versus evil, don't buy But the first part of his argument is, is a bad argument because it's versus Russia. Agree. We I all agree know that's a hit. The second half of his argument is great. The first half of that is a terrible argument. We all know Ukraine's not perfect. But guess what? It's only been a country for 30 years, and the whole country was part of the Soviet Union. Of course, it's going to be corrupt. It's still the same oligarchs. They still run it. They're 60, 70, 80 years old. They're still there in Ukraine. The point is, they're trying to be a democracy. So to call out whatever you want to call Ukraine versus Russia is crazy. Ukraine is 30 years in. That's not very much at all. We fought the War of 1812. Again, this is 35 years after 1776. Ukraine is attempting to be a democracy. We should help them out. I agree. And And by the way, again, they're full of Soviet oligarchs. And have been. Like, those dudes are 80, 70. They ran the Soviet Union for 50 years. Of course it's corrupt because it's full of dudes who were Soviets for half their life. I trust them. <clears throat> I, it's I, not about I, trusting I think your them. best point is it's Russia. We have to push back against but Russia. But that's my point. I agree with you. 
I agree with you. But that doesn't mean you get a blank check. Okay, that no doesn't. No said you should. That, uh, I'm not saying you said, but we have to rein that in. We have to make sure there's checks and balances. If we give you ten dollars for for defense, ten dollars should go to your defense, not in someone's pocket, and not to refurnish your office or to make sure that your your grandma's pension is okay. You're at war. We're going to help you try to win the war. I don't think it's winnable, to be honest. I I'm not so sure it's winnable. I think most people know that. Well, what's a win? A win. I'm not, I'm not trying to get you. I'm asking. A win is that they, they, they kick Russia out of every piece of, of land that they've in, in, incurred upon. Agreed. I'm not sure they're going to win. No, they. Well, here's why. And, and this is part of the argument. I agree with you. The reason they won't win is because Vladimir Putin will sacrifice a million people for that small stretch of land. That's what you're dealing with. Like, even if you're okay with the funding, nobody likes what's going on. How many people have died? 500,000 Ukrainians. How many Russians? Probably a million people. My point is, like, in America, because we do have a free press, we get tired of wars after a while. Look at Afghanistan. It goes almost 20 years. But we eventually leave, right? We say, at one point, we're losing too many soldiers. It becomes unpopular with our media. Go back to Vietnam. That is not the case in Russia. Russia will fight that war for 10 years and lose 2 million people for that small stretch of land. So I agree with you. It is unwinnable to go back and not allow Russia to probably take some portion of territory. I think it's also unwinnable because you could say it's a depleted army or whatever. They have more soldiers. They have more equipment. No matter what we give them, the the playing field is not going to be level. And you're talking about Russia giving back pieces of land that they've had before. There's got to be a happy balance somewhere to get out of it, where it's a win for Ukraine, Putin gets a little win, People and lives dying. are saved, yep. and we stop having to cut checks. Which, again, I'm not opposed to cutting checks, just making sure that the money gets used to where it's supposed to be Cole. used. But here's my point on this. Sorry. <laughs> if you were an American, you and, and I agree with everything you said. It's very easy for me and you to say, hey, Ukraine should give that territory back. My point is you can also understand why Ukrainians would fight to the death for that because we would do the same. If And again, I know it's a crazy hypothetical, but if we were in a war with Canada for two years and it became a stalemate— Well, put a boot in your ass. And Canada small was fighting time. and Canada was fighting for, let's say, a small portion of Seattle that they thought that they should control. I can have it. We would never, <laughs> we would never give up. If it were— We would never give up. Certain parts of Seattle, I'd be okay. I know. I'd okay. trade in Portland. I'd trade Seattle for Vancouver, I'll tell you it that. It doesn't yeah. matter. Well, yeah. so would I. Yeah. But, okay, you don't have to make everything political. It can be Montana. It was a hypothetical. You don't touch Montana. That's a small beautiful. Part of, a small part of whatever Dakota. Yeah. Okay. North, ah, North Dakota. North Dakota. I'll give that. Yeah, Does yeah, Montana yeah. even uh, border? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Some little beautiful area up there. Alberta. Americans, we would never, Gazer. we would never agree. Hell no, dude. To basically stop stalemate, we would never. We would but, fight know, to the death forever. Situation. But hasn't this thing? Why? Been, but those parts in Ukraine we're, were part of Russia before anyway. You know, like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I understand exactly what you're saying, but yeah, it was part of Russia before. There's a, a big Russian population in there, Russian speaking. At some point, 
you, you have you have to use diplomacy to get out of this. Okay, so. but there's a lot of Latino speaking areas in the in the South, and they're getting more Latino. A lot more. Should we just Brownsville. all of a sudden should we turn that into Mexico? They don't want it to be Mexico, though. They want it to be in the United States. That's uh, the difference. That's true. Hey, sometimes you got to sit back and listen to these two men. And sorry, guys, it just it, it went down a path. Why are they mad? No, not really. Mad? No. How about you sit back and you listen? We actually it's, it's just, we actually had agreement. Up. I know. Two people are upset. Yeah, Whoa. I think it calm down Trio, a little bit. Trio wants to talk, us to talk oh, about geez. the Cardinals, and uh, and uh, who's the other one? Somebody else, uh, Mike from Oakville, wants us to preview the Blues game tonight. Against the Yotes. Okay, fine. We will. We got three hours. The Coyotes. Can't even just sit back stop. and let these guys Do you chat th- it up? If Canada came after us because they wanted Seattle, Cam, would you, <laughs> w- w- would you be willing to surrender them because Megan Rapino lives in Seattle? That'd be funny. Come on down. Come on down. Yeah. That war wouldn't Try last that long. In a small town, baby. Gravity they couldn't even take over St. Albans. Cam would sacrifice <laughs> Seattle just to get Megan Rapino uh, up to Canada. Seattle's a big financial center big, big that generates time. a lot of revenue. I know there's a lot percent. I know there's a lot of uh, green haired people there, but that's a huge <laughs> that's a huge Beautiful. financial center that drives a lot of uh, take Chaz a lot of business. Oregon. Listen, would you let Chi have a little slice of North Dakota. Oh, he kind of does. If he, if he guaranteed that the Cardinals got three front-line starting pitches. Ooh, how much Good land question. would that cost? Let's see here. That's they a, are buying a It's a little slice of – no, it's, it's Bismarck. We'll give them Bismarck, but we get Yamamoto. As long as we keep the Fargo We get down. Nola, and we get Logan Gilbert. But the Chinese land thing, I know we're supposed to go to Cardinals now. Isn't that part of the fun of the hypocrisy of last night's debate? Like, this is where all politicians, they're just politicians, man. It doesn't matter if you just became one or you've been one for 70 years. They're all like, uh, well, well, you're tied to China. Yeah, but I just stopped last week. Well, you used to give farmland to China. Yeah, well, I stopped ah, I last month. Yeah, you yeah. used to be on TikTok. Well, I just closed my account. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's the thing, though, and this isn't even political. If you're a politician and you say, the American people want this, nah, not really. Like, there's no one thing that 100% of Americans yeah. want except for, I guess, peace and prosperity. But if you're talking about a political issue, you're going to have people that disagree with that political stance. So I, almost like in a war where you have to give a little, take a little, use diplomacy, work it out, politicians have to do that in order to get legislation through in, a, in order to get support on certain issues. And I think at some point it gets out of control where every, you've given up on everything you really believe in because you had to cut 73 deals to get stuff done. What did you make of Chris Christie's point about funding these other countries? <laughs> I'm actually curious here. I, I, every time you say his, his name, I just laugh. The, uh, he, he had a point. He was it, on a beach, and, a closed beach. Yep, yep. <laughs> For, for, Forty leg. yards from his house, it was his backyard. But but true, care. his neighbors couldn't do the same thing. I understand. I but he, he also he also shut down a bridge. <laughs> yeah, as political payback. Like my so could his neighbors not go in their backyard? That. No, they couldn't. Correct. You weren't allowed to go in your backyard. No, no, the beach is closed. Even totally if it's closed. your backyard, totally closed beach. What did you guys think of uh, Chris Christie's point that being at the forefront of all this stuff and donating money to other countries is part of doing business as the leader of the free world? Of course it is. Of course it is. I, I totally get that you can't – if you're an isolationist, you're going to end up losing. Like, you need to have interests around the world because you need to have friends. You need to have support as well, right? So I, I totally get that. What do we got going here? What do we got going here? Is somebody dropping food off for us again? 
Who is that? What's up, baby? I don't know. But... Is that Charlie's OPS Plus? Is it? Who knows? Who is that? Dropping off Chick-fil-A again? God, and by I'll the way, be damned. I only bring this up because... It's from Zelensky. Because of the, uh, the text. Like, and, and I'm fine with this, by the way. But to act like this just started, we, we literally have the same military bases, and I'm, I'm okay with it, but we've had the same military bases in these countries for 80 years post-World War II. We've never been an isolationist. We, we've been in these countries for 80 years, which is fine. I'm not even arguing against it. But to act like, oh, you know, now we're just fun. We have military bases still, Japan, all over the Middle South East, Korea. all over Europe. And, and I'm fine with it because your enemies change. Of course. We're, not, we're not in Europe because of Germany anymore, right? We're in uh, Europe because of Russia. Them, for the record, but, I don't hey, we're not in Japan <laughs> anymore. An on them. We're not worried about another Pearl Harbor from Japan. We're no, we worried about North well, Korea. No, now we defend. Third time's a charm with Germany. What do you got? Yeah, I never both? said we were isolationists. I'm just saying that's that is the price of being a superpower is that you have to have outreach elsewhere, right? Again, and I'm, we, I'm we, fine with it. We also give a lot of humanitarian aid in our budget to places where it's needed around the world. It's not just military bases. After we bomb we, them, we fund a lot of stuff. We well, bomb, then then the aid comes. I, I just checked on this. We only give aid to places we bombed. It's thirty percent. Seventy percent is places we may bomb but haven't yet. But this, if you, th- I hate to say this because it's horrible. <laughs> but if you think about the business model, this is why they do it. Okay, our companies bomb. You get that money. Our companies provide the humanitarian aid. You get that money. Our companies then go in and rebuild from the bombing. Those are also our companies. Yep. Think about that. Like, this is why I know it's, a, it's an easy thing to go to the military industrial complex, but this is why it happens because it's the best business in the world. I have one more question. Okay. About this, this has been a damn good debate. Just because so you guys it, know. To me, it was damn really good. weird. And damn I'm, good. And I, I want to see what Charlie, you what Charlie thinks of this. So, Hugh Hewitt is a conservative, kind of curmudgeon kind of guy. I like him, though. But he's smart. He's smart. But he wouldn't let go of what <laughs> he was. He asked every candidate because our Navy is smaller now than China. That was the dumbest part. Right. But he said, what ships would you basically what ships would you buy? How would you make the Navy better now? Like he wanted models of ships, I guess. And, (laughs) you know, were they schooners? I don't know. Nautical terms. And he wouldn't let it go. And people were like, we need more. Obviously, we need to enhance our budget. We need to go modern. Like they gave answers that were okay, but they wouldn't address what specific boats would you add to our fleet. Wasn't that bizarre? And it kept going. And I'm, I'm watching. How about this. aircraft carriers? Okay, and I'm mean, literally. First of all, I'm literally laughing. And, and by the I way, me too. I'm fine with us having the greatest military budget. We have what's the what's the deal? We have we have the next eight countries combined. That's our military budget, which I'm fine with. But our fleet's smaller than China. Okay. But it became this thing where clearly none of the candidates really knew what he was talking about. And it became this, let's be real, uh, I'll, I'll call it uh, penis-length uh, penis contest of, well, how many ships do you want? Uh, 300. Three billion. I want 350. <laughs> I want 400. I'm going to double it to 600 ships. Well, they don't have submarines that much, uh, much of submarines, I read, China. So maybe... Just overpower them subs. And our Air Force is far superior Big to time. China's, too. Like, I, it just, it was the dumbest thing. It was horrible. And there were times, too, like, you're watching and there's comedy gold. You know, like, when when uh, when Nikki Haley called Vivek uh, scum, hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, the boat, well, he wouldn't let it go. 
That was a terrible. It was a terrible line of questions. I'm glad that you found it funny too. It See, was just how many ships? Three hundred, three fifty, four hundred, uh, 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 six hundred. <laughs> and I what would it. be the horsepower on those schooners? A billion, two and, billion. And, and the and the candidates were like, hey, I don't know. And why are you asking us this? <laughs> Sharon chimes in, and this is going to sum up this uh, lovely debate we had. And this is just healthy. And you learn. Sometimes you got to sit back and let these two go. And you learn some things. And not too many people are actually bitching. They were a little bit at the beginning, and then now they're chiming in. The text line's blowing so up. Talk Cardinals. Yeah, okay. We'll, talk, we'll break down the blues and you the Cardinals. You want us to just name drop we'll Sonny Gray and Yamamoto again? Yeah, I know. And, like, repeat, repeat. It's all good. But Sharon goes, one of the best political debates you've had on this show. Well done, boys. Ignore the two sport haters. Expand your mind, numbskulls. Sharon, exactly right. Sometimes you'll learn something. That's a healthy debate. From you too, man. And, uh, and God, I mean, text line's just, just blowing him. Time out. Who brought that in? Charlie's OPS Plus. Thank you, man. What is it? He just got back from Florida. He was in a good mood. Nice. Wow, he stopped dude. by and brought his Chick-fil-A breakfast. Thank you. Thank you. And he said, see, see you on Saturday. Awesome. 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 So there will be at least one person there we can confirm. Good, good, good. good. That's what I like to hear, man. <clears throat> East Side, East Side Sidewinder likes Chris Christie. Doesn't like you bringing up the be- me bringing up the beach picture. Well, whatever. But there's also <laughs> I mean, Bridgegate. Sorry, yeah, there's Bridgegate. also Bridgegate. That directly affected my buddies, man. I remember that. And that guess, was way and, worse. And guess what? And guess yeah. what? He's gonna be booted. He's Police gonna officers. be booted off the dais for the next debate anyway. Yeah. Let's see. Banksy chimes in. He goes. Chris Christie's point is interesting. Since 2008, the U.S. has pulled out of defending places like the Horn of Africa, the Straits of Hormuz. After World War II, globalization was a system where America would pay countries with security in exchange with not going communists. The global pol- uh, police model ended 15 years ago. China has more naval boats, but they are smaller. There's no Chinese ship that can go farther than 350 miles. China is not a threat in any way. Banksy. China is a threat. But I want to know the models. Please list the models and the horsepower and the ballistic capabilities of each boat in their fleet. And here's the thing real quick on China, though. We all know China. China. But but let's be real about this. Everybody wants to decouple from China. Right now, we cannot decouple from China, and they cannot decouple from us because we are so tied economically. I understand we have totally different values— but this idea that the two world superpowers are going to go, this is my opinion. There are, there are other, like terrorists, Iran, that's a different conversation. But China and the United States of America, unfortunately, totally rely on each other economically. We wouldn't have things without China. We don't make no. things. The upper, and they need, look. they need to make those things to make money because China can't feed itself. I like myself. The, the upper hand, though, belongs or to get China fuel. because they don't yeah, exactly. play by rules that we, that we enforce. I disagree with that 100% because we, the United States of America, has the best resources in the world. That's part eat. of the reason. Not just, not just fuel. I'm talking about geographically. Oh, the way yeah. that our country is set up. Big time. We are the best country, the most resources. We can... We can have our own energy and our own food. China cannot. China is importing their fuel and their food. That's the difference. Where are they getting their fuel from? Russia. Russia. So that's why I'm saying pump, pump, pump. Pump, pump baby, pump, baby, pump. You can pump, say pump. we're energy independent. We, had, we, we go to OPEC. I mean, the energy secretary said, well, the gas prices are high because of OPEC. I'm just saying use, I'm for green. Gradually, especially this time now where we don't know what's going to happen with the oil supply based on uh, uncertainty in the Middle East. Pump. Do whatever you got to do. Let's make sure we have 
the the oil and gas flowing for the short term to get us through this. And we are pumping more oil this year than any year in the history of the go, United States of America. We, why do we deplete some of our uh, emergency uh, supply? Because of the price? They can just set the price. They did this in the 70s. We're pumping more. I, I agree we should pump more. That's we're all pumping. We're pump pumping. More. I know, but we're pumping more oil in the history of the United States of America, and gas is still $3.50. This is why I agreed with the candidates last night, because everything in the economy is based on energy. It is. Oil is used for everything. Build another refinery. Use more nuclear. You know, tap into that technology more. But right now, especially what's going on, let's dominate the world in terms of energy because we have it and our adversaries don't. I agree. As I said, we're pumping more oil than we've ever pumped in the history of the United States of America. Don't you think it's odd that we've pumped more now and gas is $1.50 more? Isn't that odd? I don't know. It's odd. A lot of things are odd besides the Spinos. There you go. (laughs) Damn good. Damn good debate. Woo! Text lines blowing up. Not much chirpy. Not much chirpy. That's a good thing. You could have a political debate for an hour and 10 minutes and only have a couple negative texts. That means you guys did a dang good job. Round of applause for you two. You learned something. You learned something new on this show every single day. Sometimes you got to sit back and listen. And listen to me on this, though. A Spino's Mexican Bar and Grill. It's different. It's different than any Mexican place you've been to. I'm telling y'all, the barbecue's fantastic. You want an alternative to a typical Mexican cuisine? I'm telling you. Cuisine. Sorry. Then go see my friends at Espino's Mexican Bar and Grill, located in the heart of Chesterfield Valley for over 20 years. Roseanne and Angela at Espino's will make sure your experience is nothing less than enjoyable. They've been featured on diners, drive-ins, and dives. There's always a reason for that because they're different. They are different. I'm telling you. Look at their menu. Their steak nachos. Oh, my God. That, their ribs are fantastic. They got that jalapeno barbecue sauce. I love that bone-in pork shank. It's a pound. It's fantastic, man. You could eat that. You can't eat it all there. You take it home. You can make tacos the next day with it. You could do whatever you want. Jalapeno barbecue sauce. It's damn good. Pull Sounds that good. bone right off. I'm going to go there here. I'll be there on November 14th for that four-course meal. I'll get to that in a second. But they offer a, stock, a fully stocked cantina. They include Spanish wines, 18 different beers, 27 flavors of tequila. Charlie loves their tequila there, too, man. You got mm. options, baby. You got options for their margaritas. Try their signature cocktails and tequila flights. They got quality food. They got a festive atmosphere. An enjoyable experience at Espino's. You got to check it out right there in Chesterfield. They offer dine-ins, curbside pickup. They got it all. Go online at EspinosMexicanBarAndGrill.com. And when you walk in there, tell them I sent you. They'll take care of you. They got damn good food. And by the way, Kate and I will be there November 15th for that four-course meal, four accompanying cocktails, and a four-shot flight. You got to call them for reservations or check out their website, Espino's Mexican Bar and Grill.com. Charlie, what up with you? Well, I got the Post Sports Bar and Grill, the official cheesesteak of Hot Take Central. Stay posted, my friends. They bring you Matt Holiday Mondays and Trivia Tuesdays. With, did you win this week? Yeah, damn yes, right. Yes, you did. Boy. Cam won this week. God. We'll be at the Post Creve on Saturday, 2 30 ish for the Mizzou versus Tennessee game. Mark's Appliance bringing you this 8 o'clock hour, just already getting going here on Hot Take Central. Our guy, Drew Bradley, out there in beautiful Edwardsville, Illinois. Also, very easy to shop online, marksappliance.com. Hey, let us know who's all coming, by the way, on the text line. I just, I'm just curious. I'm just cur- We got a new sponsor alert, by the oh, way. Oh, I know, but I just read the, uh, I just read the form, and uh, Cole predicted it. He said 7 o'clock to 10 o'clock, talk about the Republican debate. 
See, Cole knows. So what's he wants up. three full hours. Cole knows what. It's a slow sports day. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like it is what it and is. And by the way, that's the only politics that I enjoy watching is the debates. Like yeah. everybody, I do think you don't have to be ultra. You don't have to be ultra political. To, I think everybody kind of watches the debates. Yeah, I, I mean, I should have last night. That's no, it's bad. fine. I'm just saying, like, I'm in hockey mode. Like, you can't. Play. I get it. The daily, the daily political Psycho. crap. But like, the debates are the one thing I enjoy watching.